0: Hey guys, welcome to Biomast episode 28. Uh, we got a small crew here tonight, uh, but uh, it'll probably be a little bit shorter show just because we don't have a ton of people here, but uh, yeah, we'll get started. So uh, we'll go from the top of the list with Lether.
1: Hey guys, I'm Lether. I'm in Molin Lob and I used to be the PC coordinator for Rise of Legion. I'm very scared because uh, I'm afraid that alone with, with Pokey and, and Surya, something bad will happen. Help me.
0: Oh, of course, you should definitely come and hit us up on the Skype channel and, and join the chat here and get it on the show and save Lether because it is scary in here. But, uh, Zell? I'm sorry, Zell. I'm a CPM1 member and
2: I'm actually supposed to be after Pokey if we're going from the top. Um, and uh, I'm also uh, a uh, leader in the top men lines.
0: Well, that's true. I figured I'd, I'd finish up with me since we're, we're announcing. We actually were going to get Kane Spiro of all people, who, believe it or not, hell has frozen over. He actually played Dust, I believe, so that's a little terrifying. I'm not sure what's going to happen to the world now. But uh, but he ditched us. Yeah, I think he's still mobile or something, so hopefully next week we can get him on here. and That's the poke fun at him. Yeah, it's he's been saying next is. week for a while, I think. Yeah, like okay. since we started the show. What, 28 weeks ago? Which yeah. is kind of insane. But regardless, uh, you know, like I said, small small group here, but thanks for joining us. Uh, I hope you're enjoying 1.9 that we'll probably start off with tonight. So, um, you know, let's just get your guys' thoughts on 1.9. It dropped this week. Uh, you know, well, what do you guys think? Have you tried the new maps? What do you think of the, the changes?
2: I haven't gotten a ton of time on the new maps yet. I, like, I haven't seen the actual new maps maps. I've been on the new um, Socket a couple of times. And but I haven't I haven't been on that socket where the fighting was in that socket enough for me to really get the hang of navigating it yet. So I'm still learning. And uh, this train tracks map that people have spoken of, I have not yet seen it at
0: all. That's actually the only map I've seen that's new. Is the train track one? It's it's really interesting. I didn't get to look around too much, but so you it, haven't
2: seen the Kaldari, um No, I haven't. Facility I, I, yet.
0: Yeah, okay. it's, been, it's been a bitch because I've been playing a good deal, but I keep getting the same old maps. And I'm like, come on. <laughs> I'm like, see if you ramp up that well, spawn on those maps on the this, old this week. Field maps have some changes too. Yeah, some, some minor stuff. But uh, yeah, I was really hoping to see the, the new terrains in more detail and some of the new sockets because it sounds pretty cool. I like the, the CQC. That's kind of my, my preferred play style. So I was looking forward to that, but I just couldn't get them to pop up, unfortunately. What about you, Leif? Did you, yeah. you uh, try mine? Yeah,
1: kind of the same experience. I don't know that I even saw. I might have seen a different medium socket sometime Saturday, but but nothing. None of the the full new maps, which is unfortunate. Um, in terms of the rest of the patch, though, I guess it was a uh, uh, minus kind of uh, other <laughs> topics to go into. Overall, I was kind of unsurprised. It seemed like a pretty regular patch. <laughs> Uh, the interesting launch day included. What do you mean by that? Uh, just the the variety of little tweaks that need to be made.
0: Right. Well, that's that's pretty typical for new patches. I always expected to be a total mess, but I think everyone enjoyed the uh, isk glitch for a while when BPO kills were worth like ten times what they should have been. We were all making millions of isk every round, so that was a a nice way to pat each each every person's wallet. But uh, let's, we have a we have a drop in that came to save Lether from myself and Zell. Sir Manboy. Why don't you introduce yourself?
3: Can you guys hear me okay? Yeah, yeah, loud and clear. Awesome, yeah, Sir Manboy here, director of Mullen Labé and member of CPM One. Sorry about the late appearance, but I uh, saw the messages on Skype that you guys needed more guests, and thought, hey, I got the day off tomorrow. Why not come on?
0: Yeah, I uh unfortunately Jason is still out of town on business and I don't actively find guests during the week like he does. So, what's your school what's your holiday
2: that your your students get off?
3: I I'm, I'm jealous. Uh it's Veterans Day on Tuesday, but they threw in an extra day off because we did a open house uh during the week prior to school opening, so they kind of gave us an extra day on top of it, so it ends up being like a four-day weekend for us. That's really nice. Yeah.
1: Interesting. <laughs> it wasn't a teacher planning day. That was something they like to do uh, locally.
3: My uh, my mother
1: is actually or was a school teacher. She retired this year, but that's usually what they tried to sneak in with those types of things like a teacher planning day <laughs> yeah, yeah it, it, gonna,
2: those mm, are yeah. fun for the students but not for the teachers right? yeah it exactly. was it,
3: it was originally scheduled as a as a teacher in service day but because we gave the district an extra day of work uh, to field an open house on a Saturday earlier in the year they they gave us the extra complete day off so it was kind of nice
1: that that sounds fair kind of <laughs> kind of strange sometimes things don't work out quite like that
3: fairness what a concept right
0: exactly all right well that sounds pretty cool so sir manboy you had a chance to try the 1.9 update yet
3: uh yeah i've been playing like a madman over the last few days actually and uh i like it uh, i mean there's some stuff going on in the game right now that i'm that i'm not too happy with i feel like the scout spam with the cloaks and the shotguns is completely out of control i don't think that has anything to do with maybe the update per se i mean maybe some people have now respect into that and that's why it's so bad i don't know but um in terms of yeah
2: i haven't seen it at all but that's that's a whole other topic
3: (laughs) Yeah, that's crazy. I, I don't know how you couldn't have seen it. But um, I mean, you know, everybody's experiences can be quite different on dust. I, I've, I've definitely learned that over the last couple of years. But um, I, I like it, man. I mean, I'm loving these new maps. Um, I think the, the stacking of boosters is really cool. I I, you know the new agent that you can purchase and to be able to sell back your stuff. That's that's pretty neat. The the loyalty points uh, stuff is pretty cool. So I although I don't understand how that all works because it's so slow. Like I think I've gained maybe like five hundred points this week despite playing a lot, and I still need like one hundred eighty nine thousand more points to get to my next level. So at this pace, it's probably going to take me about one hundred eighty nine weeks before I can get to level eleven. So I, I don't know how how that's supposed to work but um so far so good man i'm really enjoying it that's an interesting topic in and
1: of itself i've seen a lot of conflicting reports on how that loyalty seems to be calculated uh i'm sure there's probably a thread or two floating around about it yeah, but
2: I, i've been tracking a few
1: complaints about it
2: um you, you know
1: I I kind of wish they would drop the... They never will, but I kind of wish they would drop the formula on that one. Yeah, it, it's not going to happen. Yeah, I know, <laughs> just, but it's it, it's so strange for them not to. Of course, I know that they won't just because it's like policy, but it, it would help a lot because I would genuinely like to know rather than having people fiddle with it, which is what they're doing now, you know, just figuring out what the inputs do. But... It, I've definitely heard some strange disparities in in terms of what people came into it with. So I'm talking about like people who are much more active than I am, for instance, like who have very similar (laughs) rank. It's very strange.
3: Yeah, I'm dying to know what Thor Odinson 42 has on me that that I didn't have to get his level because I think he started off as a 12 and I came in as a 10. And I always thought that Thor's experience and mine, in terms of how much we've played and how much we've spent on the game, were pretty comparable. But uh, he maybe he's not telling us the whole story. Maybe this man has spent a ridiculous amount of money and time on the game that that we're not aware of because he's at twelve, and there are not many twelves out there. I don't I don't know how many I've run oh, into. Like less than five. Enough,
2: most of the people I heard from on the forums seem to be tens. There seem to be a few elevens. One or two twelves, but uh, you know, most people I saw said they were eight. It were were
1: ten. Okay.
3: Yeah, so I don't. It. I don't know how that works.
1: Yeah, like so. I'm seven, and that's not surprising. Okay, um, I, I haven't gotten as much time to play as I used to. Starting about six months ago, maybe a little bit farther back, but I believe I was talking with with uh, Zarya, and she she plays like a mad woman, and she's like rank eight. I don't understand that.
3: <laughs> like, Has she spent any money on the game? At all? She
1: has spent approximately the same amount. I think she said around 80 euros or something like that.
3: Mm, okay.
1: So, like, not... I I hesitate to say not much, because that's, you know, that's a pretty substantial amount, but as far as we can tell, it amounts to $80 uh, because they sell the same amount of Orem for the same currency right. across regions. So... I've b- bought maybe like, one
0: hundred ten dollars worth of arm. So
3: God, I don't even want to say what I've spent. It's a I, stupid number.
0: I don't even know, and I don't want to know because I would just cry. I've,
1: I spent a lot more on Eve subscriptions to run
0: logistical true. stuff. Like
1: <laughs> I, I don't want to talk about that. Um, I th- I think I've hit probably
2: maybe five six hundred.
0: That's probably fairly accurate to what I'm at, because I, I came Gr- in very than. close to rank 10, very close, and I bought and some additional Orem to get the agent and, and stuff, that also, pushed me to 10. Um,
2: I also subscribed to EVE since 2009, despite barely playing, and I bought the PS3 just for dust. So. Good man.
0: Cause I think uh, Cross was actually doing some initial calculations, to trying to figure out how much purchasing Orem actually adds to your your rank, and we found, we found it's actually much lower than people seem to think, so... I think there's a lot more going on with the formula than people quite realize in terms of activity and in time of you character know, life and whatnot. So,
2: someone was saying that it was um, uh, like one one point for every two orem or something like that. Yeah, that that's it? what
0: that's what we came out to. And since two orem is about one cent, so every cent you spend in the game is about one point. And considering how many points it takes to actually rank up, you can spend a lot of money on the game and not rank up from it. Right. Yeah, I
1: mean, it's not that. <laughs> it's not that just Aurum seems to be like from what I was I've been hearing it's not like you can buy ranks super easily it's just that like it it's very strange these these differences between people you know like when like SMB is saying a lot of people seem to have had similar dust experiences but have larger gaps than than seem to make sense I'd just love to know if they won't release a formula, like, what the exact inputs are. Like, they they tried to elucidate that a little bit, but they were a little bit vague about it, I think, in the dev blog.
3: How does it scale? Like, Lether, like, how many points away are you to your next level? You're, a, what, a you're 7 a now? Going to I an 8? Clo- I think I'm close
1: to 8, but okay. I did not look at it very hard. Because <laughs> Frankly, I didn't give a shit.
3: Because <laughs> it looks like, you know... I feel like I'm climbing like the world's tallest mountain or something. Like when I look at my points, cause I to get to like level 11 is going to require so much game time. Like I almost wonder if like, I'm going to be able to do it this year. Like, I don't even think I can uh, 189,000 points given how, fa- how slowly I'm accumulating the points. Uh, it doesn't look like that's going to be here anytime soon, which I mean, maybe that's the intent, but I mean, holy cow.
0: I think it's good that it's it's kind of a lofty goal to reach and that you really shouldn't cap out in a reasonable amount of time. I just wish they had made it a little more granular, so you actually felt like you were making progress rather than okay, well, I have to play for you know six months to rank up once, you know, it, instead of 15 ranks, maybe did like a hundred or something, and you just ranked up more often with you know closer benchmarks. But you know that's just my personal perception of it. A lot you can get more. Yeah, it, it doesn't matter. But well, let's let's move on. So. You know the 1.9 is pretty cool. It's got its issues, you know, but the the new stuff is is certainly interesting. I just wish I could see some of the new maps, but again, I'm having a real hard time getting them to spawn. So maybe next week. But uh, yeah, I think that the hot topic for this week probably was the interview. That uh, does anyone know how to pronounce his name? Because I'm gonna botch it. Aman Hussein, I think it is. Yeah, I
2: think
1: that's
0: good. Okay, anyways, you could just call so him Draxus
2: this... Prime too.
0: Okay. Well, he had an interview um with CCP Rouge and CCP Rattati and Rouge is obviously in charge of the Project Legion or the, the Project Legion project. Um and Ratati is is leading up the the revamp on Dust and, and balancing and whatnot. So, um do you guys want to go through the, the interview the most, the questions or the
2: most we saw we've seen Rouge say since uh um Really ever possibly. I mean, you know, he, he was in the, the development update. He he wrote part of that as well. But, you know, um, it, it was very interesting to see very, very, very clearly delineated Rouge talking.
1: That it was.
0: Yeah, it and was an interesting interview. I think Lether had some thoughts on that.
1: Yeah, I have an unfortunate wealth of thoughts on the interview. It's a very, if you go through it, there's at least one or two Legion jabs, right? Um, at Rouge, kind of. The the first is obvious. It's asking about John Wick, and and Rouge just says, "Don't worry about it." It's mainly I'm looking at it now. It's mainly Dust's DNA coming out in this short clip, of course, which is an interesting comment in and of itself. Um, there's another one near the end where uh, where Draxus asks if they uh, have any more information for information-starved mercs, which is kind of a a Legion jab, because we're not exactly information-starved explicitly on Dust, right? Um, And and again, it kind of downplays it not in the typical way, right? The the typical way is just to the last thing he said was in that dev blog for the one before 1.9, where he said, you know, guys, don't worry, if it ever becomes a thing, we'll port your (laughs) stuff. Like, that's always sense. Um, And then, when you look at the other comments by both Rat and Rouge throughout this interview, there is an emphasis on Dust, of course, but but also, there's an interesting conflict. Out of one side of their mouth, they seem to be saying that they'd like to produce more content for Dust. Just like 1.9, they've produced more content for Dust. On the other hand, they talk about medium and long-term things porting to the PS4. Um, any uh, any working on the what Rat calls the 3D environment game modes, um, I, I guess map design, uh, and they talk about medium-term things like the the vehicle um, balance and, and introducing new vehicles to the game. They have an interesting wealth of uh, of a plan on the one hand on the other for the ps4 stuff for the real long-term stuff it's totally shut down it's like it doesn't exist it's extremely confusing which is it <laughs> you know like it, are they targeting the game long term oh, a lot of the stuff we discussed last week i feel like a lot of the stuff that came out in 1.9 is not good for the long-term health of the game they don't like to talk about long-term stuff in this interview they'd like to talk about maybe medium-term stuff but on the other hand um the, the way that Rude shuts down about Legion is not the standard way. Um, well, yeah, and bear in
2: mind for this interview, um, they were they kind of communicated outright before the like when they were um, when Draxus was taking questions on the forums. He he did specify that they were not going to be asking Legion questions on this interview, so I, I'm assuming that that was a, a CCP set guideline for the interview. And
1: that's fair, you know it. Even discounting uh, the the Legion stuff, what they're saying about Dust is very strange. Um, It it seems contradictory to me. They seem to have short-term and medium-term plans, maybe, but no long-term plans. But they still won't tell us shit about Legion, which is extremely disconcerting.
3: So. I want to give a quick shout out to Ahmad Hussein for asking Rattati and Rouge, will we get a team deploy? Because I'm starting to feel like I'm the village idiot that the only person that talks about that issue. So it was nice to actually see the interviewer bring that up and uh, at least confront them on that, because that's always been something that's been near and dear to my heart. And it seems like when I talk about it these days, uh, people point fingers and laugh at me. (laughs) So uh, that was that was nice. So thank you very much, Ahmad Hussein.
1: It, I mean, that's another thing that's an interesting point. They kind of seem a bit conciliatory uh, about uh, team deploy, which in the past we've heard is basically a technical
3: impossibility. So. Is it yeah. time to. Tell us a, what this 514 means. There was a time where a lot of people talked about it. And then I think the community has been so beaten down and and it's been told no so many times that there's the excitement for Team Deploy. While I still think it's there if it were presented to the community, because it's always been something that they've said is just not going to happen or is is likely not going to happen that people just stopped talking about it as much. Not me, but, you know, a lot of people. Well, uh,
2: the... One other when thing you stop say about this. About team deploy, all hope really is lost.
1: <laughs> well one of the things that I think to, to take away from this interview is their reluctance to uh, like I mentioned before, there's a reluctance to to branch out into substantive changes beyond balancing and I mean one point nine they the only thing that they added that wasn't something that was kind of Money-oriented. Not that being money-oriented, I understand. We had this conversation last week, but there, there was no real new game content, right? Most of it was tweaks, a uh, hookup for the uh, a few map stuff from assets that they previously had, um, and an ability to tweak the cloak. You know, like it's interesting to me because they kind of talk like that's all they'll ever do, is what this interview seems to say. Mm-hmm. But that, i probably talked more than enough. <laughs> ah, okay. This is an unfortunate, uh, an unfortunate interjection. Yeah, like, uh, the... What do you guys think about about my saying that it's a contradictory thing? Zell? I guess, like within your parameters of not dying um, because of NDA, do you have any comments on that? No comment.
2: Um, no, I don't really. I mean, like, can you
1: can you rephrase the question? Be a little bit more. Um, uh, let's see. I wonder if I can say it like this. The impression I get from all of this is that. Perhaps the number of people who were let go recently, um, when when we had the kind of purge, right? When we lost uh, Saperwing and Attorney. Um, the purge. It, yeah. Twenty-four like, hours. All, all crimes are forgiven. No. Okay. Continue. <laughs> Sorry. Um, you know, when that happened, I, of course we weren't told the the other people who were let go and. I I was that's always an interesting thing, right? Uh, knowing how much manpower CCP has at their disposal for Dust is a really big, big number for trying to approximate what they're actually able to do. They gave a number after FanFest. There was a, an interview I think Atley uh, gave, sixty developers, um, but but then they let go more people. I'm almost getting the impression now. I could very much see as plausible the situation where CCP have almost entirely iced Legion. There's maybe like five, ten people working on Legion at most. And then they barely have enough resources. You know, they let go maybe, if they even let go ten people out of that 60 man crew, right? So they're down to 50. And then they put five to ten people on Legion, that's like 40 left for whatever else they're doing. I almost get the impression that they could be trying to milk the last drop out of dust. <laughs> you know, they they made a lot of money changes, and again, not not to lump people for making money, but a lot well, of the changes were money oriented. Uh, so, for,
2: first and foremost, I guess I would I, I would state that uh, um, the CPM are not um privy to staffing in in the vast majority of cases. Um, I I couldn't tell you um how many because I don't know um my understanding though um was that you know a lot of the the layoffs and stuff that ccp did that were were announced along with the the financials and whatnot um i i i think it was more um atlanta and not not shanghai but um it it, with regards to the the financing thing i i my my personal view is that ccp has never really done the financing well for dust um I I think that they're they're probably selling things that are more appealing now. Um, I hope I hope they're more appealing than than you know previous ways that they've done it. And the the most I really can say is that um you know money that Dust makes is going to help Dust. You know that's that's where where that the the money isn't like getting funded to to, to for Legion or anything like that. It's it's Dust development.
1: I, I mean, that's an interesting insight, right? So, like, and it doesn't really contradict. I, I have this theory that I keep on spinning, and I'm starting to think that Legion is iced during a hypersleep. It's barely working, right? Like, they're barely developing it. And that they're they're trying to get this extra money out of dust however they can, which makes sense, right? They, they're kind of trying to salvage what they can out of dust. And everyone's waited with waiting with bated breath to see if Valkyrie actually hits it at which point they might revive some amount of this stuff <laughs> that's kind of a uh, a guess and this this interview reinforces that because of the the schizophrenia it, it all I don't the way know. down I, to
2: i think you're reading too much into it but i can't really blame you because i, I CTV just provides so little to go on with regards to legion
1: well, uh, Pokey, are you working?
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm working. Sorry, I had a mic issue before, so I had Lether thankfully stalled for me. Um, I, I guess I kind of look at it from a different angle in that um, we've kind of confirmed that you know w- when you're doing 3D design, like 3D modeling, you've got things Zell mentioned this last week. You've got a thing called depth of, uh, or you've got a level of detail, and things that are far away are a lower resolution than things up close. And so that being said, when you model something in high resolution for a game like Legion, you also inadvertently create lower resolution versions of those assets, which get swapped in on the fly, depending on how far away the, the camera is. So that being said, you know, I, I commented last week that I found it kind of interesting that we had this uh, 3D model of a uh, an agent that was in the Merc you could buy for Dust. Because the, the implication was that, well, you know, we, we aren't going to really make anything new for Dust. I mean, even the maps were basically already done for the most part, and they just kind of patched them in because they had uh, the performance, uh, you know, enhancements for Dust. So that's why we got those assets, but they were already done. But stuff like the Agents, uh, you know, I, I question, was it actually made for Dust, or is that something that they did like a high-res version of in Legion, and they had a lower-res version that they, you know, did for their, their, field of, their level of detail? and then moved into to dust, they just ported it over, because it's, it's a still model. I mean, it doesn't move, it's just a, a single object file they, they toss in there and apply a, a hologram shader to. And so what I'm wondering is, is that, you know, I, I've kind of talked about how they, they're they kind of walking this fine line between, well, it's not a real project, so don't expect much out of it, but at the same time they want you to go, but it might be, so you should remain energized about it and excited and keep playing our game and and not go elsewhere. And so I almost kind of wonder um, if they are indeed working on Legion in in full force, but they just don't want (laughs) to tell anybody about it. Because that sets up expectations of when are we going to get it, what's in the game. You know, people start pushing for beta dates, they start throwing a a, a news media hype, it goes crazy. And I think that CCP might want to just work quietly, get a solid core product ready to go, and then go, All right, guys, here's what we got. This is now... Our official project, you know, let's let's start beta testing, whatever. But in the meantime, they've got these assets that they're making and there are, you know, lower resolution versions of them that they're thinking, well, you know, maybe we could port this over to dust. So when you say they talk about short and midterm goals, that's probably because that kind of, you know, shows the lifetime of dust because once Legion Becomes a thing if it becomes a thing. I mean the obvious conclusion is that dust would end and be ported over to legion So in terms of long term dust probably won't exist because if legion happens, you know officially in that capacity Then we all move over dust ends and now we're all on legion So in terms of long term you're right There isn't anything because the 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 idea at least for their schedule is that we're going to be done with dust by then so they're giving us you know, all of these customization BPO things, keep people interested you know, let's all work on the balance in, in Dust and we can, you know, that that can work over to Legion and if we can, you know we'll take Legion assets and, and toss them into Dust to kind of give you, you know, racial tanks and pariety and, 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 and whatnot so, in that regard, I, I'm a little more She Did you say Did I? Did I? I don't know. You said pariety, it was very <laughs> okay. strange. It's late I'm sorry. Um, But yeah, so I take a different approach that i I, perhaps a little more optimistic that Legion actually is happening and they aren't just, you know, doing a money grab for for Dust and that what's really happening is they're keeping Dust self-sufficient by, you know, selling stuff, which is good. You know, like like Zell said, money sold or money uh, produced from Dust goes back into Dust. Because I mean, as long as the game remains self-sufficient, CCB has little reason to stop working on it because they aren't losing money. You know, they aren't, There's no cost to them. It's just existing on its own. So, I mean, that's a good thing. So, I mean, yes, there's changes to update the money, but I think as long as Dust can survive on its own long enough to get to that transition point, I think we're in good shape. And if we can get some of those Legion assets moved over, you know, in whatever capacity, you know, awesome. If not, you know, I think there's a lot of good stuff happening. It's just a matter of, you know, if it happens or not, it's not a big deal. But, you know, I think that that is the kind of thing that would encourage people. I just wish CCP would stop playing this you know, fine PR line of, well, it doesn't exist, but it might, but it really doesn't, so you shouldn't expect anything, but it might. So stay excited. And that's, I think, where a lot of the frustration comes. And I I think it's a bubble that's going to pop eventually, and they need to really keep an eye on that and make sure they aren't going to screw themselves in the end. People will just say, screw it, and walk away, you know.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, that's, that's how this have. goes. Like, well, the thing is they haven't popped it because they it, – it, it's now like past the point where it's kind of like FanFest was, you know, earlier in the year, right? You have this balloon and it's like you, you don't want to let it go and have it whiz around the room and bang off your surfaces and everything, but it's getting really big and you're going to have to let it go at some point. And, you know, at FanFest, it's like CCP, for whatever reason, despite the good advice of the, the CPM at the time, uh, did not realize that they were inflating a very big balloon. Um, I, I wonder if that's the same scenario here. You know, it's, it, I don't know if, I'd be interested to take you up, Pokey, on uh, how much resource investment it takes. It, it's, that's pretty much what it boils down to. How much resource investment does a patch for dust take? And the fact that they're discussing more, right?
3: I gotta tell you, you know, and maybe I'm a horrible person for saying this, but if that balloon popped and we got dust 514 for the ps4 instead of you know project legion i would not i would not cry over that at all but, but, but I, then I would...
2: that was one of the few things that was very explicitly stated art ha- is not happening according to the interview yeah, yeah the interview exactly.
3: uh, i mean you know and i and i'll take and i'll take you know them up on their word for that but uh, i'm just saying if that were to happen if that was the end result of all of this waiting um I would not yeah. be disappointed by that well, personally that's just me. So
2: but then they said you know they said that uh Dust Dust for the PS4 is not on the roadmap but that that doesn't say anything about um you know Dust for PC or Legion for PS4. I guess if you wanted to yeah. you know try out all the missing combinations on on the puzzle. Um, <laughs> Guys,
1: do you really think I I hate to be this guy? But I am. I'm going to be this guy. Do you really feel like... Like, I I wasn't until, like, a couple months ago when they stopped talking about anything. Do you really have any confidence that if they put a Legion and it comes out on PC that they will ever get it to PS4? I mean, Hans used to to argue with me uh, that, you know, it's not as hard of a port. It's not. It's not as hard of a port as most things. But... This is CCP we're talking about, and my my confidence has, has rapidly, you know, uh, abandoned ship well, as the months have gone by with <laughs> no news. Well, here here's the
2: other thing. So they're changed, you know, they've changed the financial model a, a bit of dust with this patch. Um, you know, they've added a lot of new ways to bring revenue. If if the console mark, you know, so if the console market, so CCP is a business, and they're they're going to make business decisions based on profit above other things. Um, if if they're making a lot of money on dust and if they're making more money on dust it's not going to make sense to shut dust down and furthermore any any money they make on dust proves the the value of the market uh of, of the console market so you know conceivably how how dust does in that regard could could lead towards those directions
1: oh yeah i mean i'm not saying that anyone should shut down dust and it's just <laughs> i uh... I do not have the confidence that- I I agree with the SMB in that, like, I expected FanFest to be an announcement of a PS4 port. Because they- they- at FanFest, a lot of the shit that they had said looked like a port, right? And I kind of assumed it was a PS4 port, because they could never put it on PC, that'd be fucking stupid. (laughs) (laughs) That was- that was actually- Um, I'll tell you, going up to- going up to FanFest,
2: um- I expected a PS4 port as well, um, there were people saying, I hope they bring it to PC, and I thought those people were dumb as bricks, um, and uh, I- I'm like, CCP would not be that stupid, they would not be that stupid, oh, wow, okay, they are, <laughs> that was that was my opinion, you know, around FanFest,
1: but, you Man. know, it is, it is what it is. Dead horse, yeah, but... So, I agree with you. If we could if we could get a PS4 port of Dust, I wouldn't be as enthusiastic because of some of the changes that they've made in 1.9. I would be enthusiastic for anything that would give them the leeway to actually make core changes to the game, though. <laughs> I would like that, but it's probably not going to happen, so...
2: I don't agree with your, your opinion that, it, it, that uh, it messes with the long-term potential of Dust.
1: Uh, we'll, we'll have to agree to disagree, then. I... I, we discussed this last week, I think respecs are fine for making money uh, for instance, but that there was, the reason why everybody campaigned against respecs, well I personally campaigned against respecs before is because I expected there to be long term value in the resource game uh, I don't think that's any longer the case in Dust, but if suddenly we're, we were thinking of on PS4 running the game for, you know, the 10 <laughs> year plan, ha 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 everyone gets the joke, right? Um, that you're we running the game for a 10 year plan that that would no longer be that palatable to me.
0: I would no longer like that. So, yeah, see, personally, I don't think I would really want a dust to PS4 port. I think that dust is in a state where it's very extreme fundamental changes would have to happen to the core game mechanics and how the game is set up and played to really make it perform the way that I think it should. In I mean sure you could say okay well then we'll do a core mechanic overhaul well that's kind of what Legion is supposed to be so in that regard I would more vote for a Legion port to ps4 because you know I I I think dust is dust is in a state where its foundation is not gonna be conducive to actually making it become what it should be I just don't think it can happen without massive changes at the very base level which Kind of requires a reboot, which what is what Legion is supposed to be. So in in that regard, I, I you know dust on PS4, meh. I'd, I'd rather see Legion just make it to both both consoles. But I think, like Zell said, it's going to come down to is it going to be lucrative to put it on PS4? The amount of effort it takes. I mean, this is you know speculative, but putting it on PS4 needs to m- make CCP money. Otherwise, they aren't going to do it if it's going to be a cost to them. So. I mean, in that regard, like you said, if Dust is doing well, if it shows that the console players are energized, that's actually good for a potential Legion PS4 port because it shows that they're actually still engaged and interested in giving them money on the console. But I think going a lot of that's going to come down to what their player count looks like on PC and how many console players refuse to make the change and will only play on PS4. And, you know, that's obviously good, time will tell, in terms of of what betas look like in in Legion and whatnot. Sure.
1: I mean, if they ever do release it, that'll be an interesting thing, always a conversation point. I think that they'd end up with a similarly, if slightly larger-sized group of people, and it wouldn't include most of the current community, but that's just me. Uh,
3: I'm still dreading the idea of, I mean, I guess I could take the the video out to my tv and and still enjoy the same casual gaming experience but i just know it's going to be a different experience altogether i'm probably going to be strapped to my computer desk using a keyboard and mouse or trying to use a controller and getting absolutely destroyed by people with keyboard and mouse it's just not going to feel the same i i I just i know that's what's coming and i'm I'm not looking forward to it at all Uh, that's just me though.
1: Yeah, I mean, I've had this conversation with people, um, and it's a bit of a dead horse. But uh, a lot of the people, you know, I'm I'm a dweeb, so I have a computer that can run games. But that's not, you know, that's just a different part of my life altogether. The fact that I have that, most of the people that I know and that I've played with and that, you know, I I've rubbed shoulders with in in PC battles, mainly, they they've played on console and. It's a pain in the ass to build a fucking PC. <laughs> like, yeah, it's for not people. that bad. Look, it's not that bad for you or me, because we're both dweebs.
2: Okay? No, like, it's not that bad at all. You can buy you can buy a $600 PC, it'll do fine.
1: Um, uh, I I just don't think that's something people would rather do than, well, than know that they're getting a, a product that will continue to give them value for like $400 or whatever a PS4 well, costs but, right now. Like.
2: See, the, the thing about a PC is you can continually upgrade it as well. Um, but you know i personally i'm a pc gamer at heart i only have a ps3 because of dust um you know in some ways that is an appealing aspect to me about legion but on the other side of things i spent you know uh, a long time putting together an alliance of, of you know play, dust players and they're all playstation players and it, the community is is what we're talking about losing the the you know the, as for, you know, as much as I can say it's not that bad and it's not that bad to build a PC, console players have are probably not going to consider one game enough of a justification to, to do that.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, think of it this way, Zell. It's like, try to think of something that you don't do too often, like, I don't know, do you cook? Um. Does
2: pasta count?
1: <laughs> yeah, so, like, you know, it, it's kind of like, it's not that bad to bake, you know, bake a souffle or, or whatever, but if you don't have that much experience with it, do you really want to go and get all the ingredients and look up the uh, look at the recipe and find that if, on if it's some to site? And like, a girl or something? Sure. Well, right, I'm but I saying, mean, you know, I'm if, not sure if, that your if, gaming PC is going to impress any girls. <laughs> <laughs> if, if it's
2: a girl that's inter- that I'm interested in, probably. <laughs> I I think
1: I think oh, I would geez. be a little bit mortified if if I ran into a girl <laughs> who's just like, "Wow, nice gaming piece." <laughs> <laughs> That'd, That'd actually be a bad reason to I I
2: had to go through with it, I'm sorry. The we'll, joke we'll was have, there. We'll have to have some in,
0: with pickup lines and where he's bragging about the size of his RAM and, and whatnot. I saw
2: a really, really bad, like, <laughs> nerd pickup line. It was so bad, even I won't repeat it. Oh, come on. No, it's not happening.
0: <laughs> All right.
1: But it was bad. Are you on the CPM by any chance? Because that was like the CPM NDA to respond. I know this really interesting thing, but you know, now that I think about it, I don't think I'm going to say anything. What's up, guys?
0: <laughs> <laughs> so uh, about that uh, patch notes that were, or not patch notes, but that devlog we're getting tomorrow.
3: What about what's going on with that? It's a thing the new zombie mode that we're getting. No big deal.
0: Oh, that See, cool. I'd actually like that. That'd be cool. I'd play that.
3: <laughs> that would be I've fun. I've actually,
0: I've actually done a zombie uh, mode in, in Dust where we had a, a corp battle, and we had two guys on one side and a dummy corp, and then we had, uh, you know, eight, eight guys on the other side with something with novanized and scout suits, and you know, had to go at it. It was, it was actually pretty awesome. It was kind of fun to get a KDR of like forty-seven because you're just gunning these people down one by one. But, uh yeah, people would cry if we had p v e but it's not going to happen for dust, so it's sadness, but again, hopefully legion because p v e is awesome it's it's a very useful tool i think that would go a long way in, in helping balance a lot of problems we have with existing you know game game modes and mechanics we have in dust now I and mean, p c being a obvious obvious topic in that regard
1: yeah i mean p v e is always i i don't have confidence in. Whatever. Let's not talk anymore about my lack of confidence in CCP. <laughs> I think it's pretty clear that you lack
2: confidence in CCP.
1: I was not I, aware. Yeah. I mean, the the question is, what I what do I think they could really pull off? If I heard Legion news, I I think that the what Pokey was describing and having a, a full kind of reboot of the game is something that CCP could pull off, but. There, there are certain things within that context that I don't think they can. PVE we cue the, is one we can queue up the EVE 2.0
0: discussion right here.
1: <laughs> not
2: again.
0: <laughs> we'll be here for three hours.
2: <laughs> well, Jason's not here, so we can't do it.
3: Yeah, well, hopefully he'll be back soon. We, uh, we miss him. Well, not to take us off track, guys, but um, now that I'm thinking about it, the, the best thing that I think came out of the update is the uh, the better... Uh, stabilization and match that is uh that is definitely a hundred percent better at least you know as far as my experience is concerned playing it this week and going into these maps it's just silky smooth especially some of the ones that are that have been known for lag so i'm very thankful for that uh, new development in the game that's pretty awesome
0: yeah things seem to be a a bit smoother i'm still seeing some issues on certain maps but overall it seems like a at least some improvement in some regards. So that's that's good to see. I mean, the performance has always been an issue for Dust.
1: It's interesting. They're they're always improving that. <laughs> like every every time they've done a client side patch, except for 1.0, where they fucking ruined it. Um, huh. It was. <laughs> I don't even pull punches anymore. Um, you know, oh, ever really? since that, <laughs> I, I used to be so much nicer. Um, ever since that, they have actually. I can give them that. They haven't improved it towards something like actually okay which is which is nice of them and it looks like they did again do a significant improvement that that graphical issue i mentioned though in the caldari quarters so if you're standing in front of the staircase that goes up to the uh, the upper platform in the caldari quarters it, it just has a literal change in texture and it's still there on the the staircase if you back up towards the door that's uh, Uh, opposite the staircase and after you hit a certain point it just completely changes color and texture (laughs) like it's not like it's purple or anything but it goes from like gray to dark blue you should try that sometime if you have a kawdari
0: character still there drives me absolutely i I will check that out well one thing i kind of because i've been tinfoiling all the time lately which i hate doing but it's been interesting times but i'm a little curious that since you know, as we know, the Dust development team, if you want to call it that, is, is very small. It only consists of a few people. But yet they roll out this optimization change. So who exactly was working to optimize the system when the people on Dust are basically database guys? Like who actually rolled out that, that change? Who was working on optimizing the, the engine? I find that kind of interesting given what we believe the, the development support for Dust actually was.
1: Good questions.
0: Yeah, it's I, I mean, obviously, we know nothing. It's all speculative, but I just I find it very interesting that you know that's not the sort of thing I would expect them to do. I mean, import assets, sure. that makes sense. You know that's that's cool. But you know someone had to to push out. Someone was actively working on an optimization. i I mean Brown and Ratati are very talented individuals but I don't think that's really their their line of work at the company so I'm a little confused I about can, how that actually happened I can happened.
2: probably go so far as to say that there there were you know more more people working on on 1.9 but as to you know who those people are and and where they come from and and such that's that's well outside the bounds of anything that can can really be uh, discussed um, I you know I I I do want to find whoever this mysterious person is who who you know increased the performance of Dust and give them a hug. Um, and I'm not a very touchy feely person, but I would give them a hug anyways.
0: Just to confirm, uh, Legion is supposedly running off the same Unreal Engine as Dust, correct? Uh, yeah. Okay, just curious.
1: Yep, still UE3. I I think they really also don't want to. I don't know how much back end stuff they had to do. I don't have experience with it, but I I suspect that they have a significant like server side communication infrastructure that they have to, to get it to to mesh. Of course they're using Crest, right? So I guess it's like whatever. It's like well, JSON based or something. I like, think I think they've um you know,
2: they've outright said that there's there's a lot of work that they've done on top of Unreal 3 for Dust. Um, and that a lot that to the point that they they don't even really consider it the same as just you know Unreal Three anymore, um, and, and so it doesn't make sense to you know start all those things from scratch.
1: Yeah, I mean it'd be interesting if they actually did it. I you know engines the the thing about engines is you can run on an old one for much longer. Obviously, you know we still run on the Source Engine um, for a lot of Valve games. Of course, have they upgraded that yet? What Valve games? I don't see a, a Half-Life 3 yet. Where is this? Uh, game? Well, it runs on, on Half 3 it 3. runs on Source 3. You understand? So, um, but no, I mean they they went up through Counter-Strike, Source, up through uh, doesn't Dota 2 run on Source? Like, uh, they ran a lot of things on the same engine, so you can keep up with it for a while. The question is when Unreal will stop optimizing for the, you know, when the optimizations that are applied to UE3 will, uh, right and that's- kind of bow out.
2: That's that's less of an ordeal with um PC, but with um you know, when you talk about engines, the big thing is with consoles, you know, engines support certain consoles.
1: Sure, I mean that I, I'm sure that with Unreal Engine three that they're not on nearly as limited a lifespan as the Playstation Three. I I think that's what I would say with it. Like they'd have to do something at some point, but <laughs> let's be real, like it it's so far in the, the future that it's practically speculation on their part. It was all
0: speculation at this point. Oh, well, uh, on their part, right? <laughs> oh, no, fair enough. So we we actually forgot to do it. We normally do the beginning of the episode, but we've got 2CPM here now, so do you guys want to give us a quick update on, on the last week or two, um, on what you guys have been working on?
2: I've been playing 1.9. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Uh, yeah, uh, same here. I've been playing a lot this week. Um, you know, I've been kind of uh, interested in seeing some of the things that ratati has been posting, which I think are going to be sort of uh, points of focus over the next few weeks, which is things related to E-War and, and, and all those different things. So, um, you know, I think that's probably going to be on the agenda a lot here going forward. But uh, yeah. yeah, just playing a lot. But Trying I to enjoy it.
2: I don't see these scout problems that everyone speaks of. Man, I, just I, just play,
3: I, continue to play. I don't. I don't see how it's not a problem to for crazy, you. I be crazy, but
2: you know, I see a, a mix of heavies and lodgies and scouts and assaults, and I die to all four of them. And I, I don't have this whole like you know, I was it, Pokey was it you who said you died like nine times in a row to a scout.
0: Yeah, it was nine, nine deaths in a row to scouts with shotguns, and see, uh, I did I've, not see them I've at all. I've never
2: experienced that. I've never experienced it, no matter what fit no. I'm running, whether it's a BPO assault suit or a proto whatnot or a heavy. I've just never, never experienced that. I've had, you know, the occasional once, you know, once or twice in a match, you know, where a scout comes up on me and I'm like, oh, shoot. But, you know, it's. I just don't get it. I don't see it. Scouts, I can see them. They're not that well hidden.
0: Well, I, these I, were all on my know. back, but I mean, to be fair, the the nine deaths in a row is not the norm. That was just a I get heavy
2: shoved where... up my back too, though. So you know,
0: well, I'm I'm a commando. I can deal with the heavies, but no, this is just one instance where it was nine scouts in a row. and most of them, was it, most of the times it was a different guy each time, and I just said screw it, and I rage quit, which is not like me. But it was just a very frustrating experience, and I can I can see where a lot of the frustration is coming from. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of the middle ground between you and a lot of the community where I sometimes it's an issue, sometimes it's not so much an issue. But I, I can definitely see why people are getting frustrated because there are a lot of scouts and there are a lot of heavies. And I think that they really kind of want to push it to make it more even in what kind of roles are being used. And that's obviously not the case right now.
3: Yeah, the heavies don't bother me nearly as much because, you know, I think if you're cautious and you stay at range, I mean, you can you can kind of mitigate that problem to a large extent, but I just feel like the scouts and with the shotguns and the cloaks and their incredible dampening and the fact that they can just pop out of nowhere and just take you out in just a half a second, man, it just, it's not a very satisfying way to go down. I mean, I feel like in a lot of cases where I get into a good fight, like if I die, you know, like I feel good about it. Like, Oh, you know, I tried my best. I was facing my enemy. They were shooting at me. I was shooting at them, you know, but with the scouts, it just feels like somebody just like literally Took a dump in your cereal, man. I mean, they just come out of nowhere and they just ruin you. And for me, as someone who runs these incredibly um, expensive support fits, like to play like conservative and try to stay out of like danger, it's impossible with scouts because they they are danger. I mean, they'll just come around and they'll button hook you and from behind blast you twice with a shotgun, and there you've lost two hundred thousand disc. I mean, it's it's just horrible, man. And I, I feel like they've really. Come out in larger numbers since the update. I don't know what 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 there is to that, but uh, I I feel like the, the problem has has been worse this week than it has been even in prior weeks. So,
1: I've had a very very similar experience with both heavies and and scouts. I can't I haven't killed very many heavies uh, in the last month. Uh, not many heavies have killed me in the last month. I I've been running this kind of bouncy Caldari assault. And it's like I never get close enough to let heavies actually kill me, but I can never do enough damage before they react to actually kill them. But that's, you know, that's kind of an interesting tidbit. The the thing that I really don't like about combat cloaks, I don't like about combat cloaks in particular. It's not that the scout class is really that bro, it's just combat cloaks. It's very binary, okay. Like, and I. Uh, I'll say this about other mechanics that were very binary. Uh, remote explosives way back in the beta were, were like this too when they were broken for the E3 patch, was it? Um, and what happens is you're, you're either shot in the back and you die. And there's really not much you can do about it. You probably didn't see the guy. Uh, he probably you know, approached from a line that he didn't shimmer on your screen right and i mean there's a there's a certain amount of situational awareness that goes into that but as long as the situation arranges itself like this you know he doesn't pop up on your radar if you're like me i don't have any game sound coming through my headphones right now so it's not like you hear him running um, there's nothing you can do really <laughs> like you you are just dead like and on the flip side if you catch the guy Right. If you see the scout running towards you, uh, especially, I took a mass driver (laughs) on Saturday, because I was getting a little bit frustrated. Like you, you see this kind of shimmery scout thing, and you just shoot at your feet with a mass driver, for instance. He pretty much dies, right? Like you're not going to lose that most of the time. And and so that's what I mean by binary. There's no real input of skill, (laughs) like in in how the situation plays out. It's all about you know the environment as the altercation happens. And if you get lucky, you get lucky. If you get unlucky, you get unlucky. And to me that's not very, uh, you know, what S B was saying, that's not satisfying. That's not like fun to play. There's no dynamic there. There's me dying, or there's me me not dying. Like, that's it. So I'm... I don't know what happened to Cloaks being about covering open ground. (laughs) Like, I really miss that. I thought that was a really great idea.
3: Can we revisit that? Yeah, and that's exactly because here we got this class, Scouts, right? They're supposed to be fast, agile, and they don't have to ever rely, I mean, to a large extent on those skills because they can just stay invisible and totally, um, you know, invisible on your radar too the entire time. Like I, you know, clearly the best kind of E-war system would be one that's far more sophisticated, that has real drop-offs and like as people approach, they get louder or something, you know, but we don't have that. And it, it just... It, it's so frustrating out there, man. I, I almost wish we could just, th- and I've been talking to Cross about this pretty extensively, um, just just throw the idea that we currently have about noise out the window. The idea, the, the noise related to dampening, the noise related to precision, and make it all ranged-based E-War where we're essentially running around with these invisible circles around us, sight circles and circles for us to be seen, depending on the class, And I almost think that would be better because you would still have this idea of people being better, having certain advantages at certain ranges. But once everything got closer, people would start popping up on your radar. I think that would be better than what we have now. And yes, that is, too, also a binary system, but at least it wouldn't be one that's so overly um complicated due to the fact that we have range we have like uh, the 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 noise you give off the noise that you can seek like it it, given the context of how they set up Ewar in this game it's it's almost too complicated to get it right um and since they can't give us a real drop-off system they're not going to improve upon that that concept anymore in my opinion so i almost think we need to go to a more simple route make it all ranged based and that way, no one is completely completely disenfranchised in the e-war game. Um, but I don't think that's going to happen either, unfortunately.
1: It'd Be interesting. I mean, in, in the current system, it's a it's a tree, right? It's it's a hierarchy. Someone <laughs> someone will eventually get either you know maximal clo- uh, maximal precision dampening, and they won't be able to be seen, or they'll they'll get pretty much max uh, someone precision. Jesus, I keep I forget the words, even though I know what the, yeah. the concepts are. Um, max precision, they'll just be able to see everyone, right? Like it's that, that's always how these things play out. We had the we had this exact same thing in Mag, except it had so many fewer uh, sw- swinging parts, and at least there's a little bit of dynamicism where you could uh, there was like a thing with sprinting, right? Like if you mm-hmm. sprinted, you were more visible. But like even in Mag, we had this the same problems because it was binary. It was like you either had a sensor jammer or you did not. You were yeah. either on the map or you were not like you either had a silencer, or you did not you're either on the map or you were not and it, it, that was actually kind of shitty too <laughs> so, yeah i mean
3: i just, just insulted mag take note oh yeah dude i love mag yeah but
1: i am I'm, I'm like a, an unfortunate mag apologist so take note <laughs> that you know there are many things that mag got wrong that was one of the
3: yeah. Well, it, the thing is too, we've got like all these different starting points depending on class in terms of what noise you give off and like what level of noise like you see and you've got that going on. You've got the mods, you've got the skills, you've got the ranges like it's just so much that I think it's it's too much. And if we just got it down to range And, uh, you know, did it that way, it would be more fair because, yeah, your scouts would still be better from the standpoint where they could see you from farther away and you wouldn't be able to see them until they got close. But at least you would see them at some point. It's so hard for non-scouts to ever see dampened scouts at any range whatsoever. So they have absolute invisibility most of the time, which I think is a really sort of unfair system. Um, you know, in a perfect system, like I said, where there were where there is drop offs and where your decibel level changes as you get closer to people and things like that, like eventually, you know, in a fair system, you would see people pop up on your radar once they got within 10 meters or five meters of you. Uh, but since we can't do that, these scouts just run around with impunity, um, with absolute invisibility. And they just come up from behind you and blast you a couple times with a shotgun. And there goes your your suit. And a lot of times they're running the cheapest fits possible and they're they're still incredibly effective so well i don't know and not to not to want people for doing what works <laughs> oh sure absolutely like, i get it uh, i get it you know it it's a very
1: but at Soraya, i i just don't know how you've avoided this like I, I don't think i play as much as you do anymore and i, I don't
2: i, don't, exp- I just do
1: have um yeah i i queue up for everything uh, Have you done like a solo ambush? Like try, try some solo ambush and see. If you I bump never into do in a squad. <laughs> oh well, I, I almost you. Remember. You have to be the the luckiest motherfucker in the world then, because I, I had when I got on uh, for 1.9, I got like I got into some matches and most of my death, deaths were getting blapped in the back by someone with the, a scout suit. <laughs>
0: I think Rattani's looking at some additional uh changes to kinda help the situation. I mean, obviously core changes to how scanning works aside. I think one of the things he's looking at is I think dropping the uh was it the precision or dropping the was it the dropping the, the, the profile on like logistics and raising the precision on assaults or something? I, I forget the exacts on that. Did you guys haven't seen that post?
1: I didn't but is it is it such that you'd still have to sacrifice it it becomes an interesting conundrum when you start asking like, okay, so you've raised the precision enough that if I sacrifice a high slot, or is it a low slot for a precision enhancer, like then you can get up over it. It's not that that's not an interesting balance proposition. It's that, that most people won't do it because nobody fucking thinks about, about putting uh, precision enhancers in their slots.
0: I, I think his train of thought was more so that um, an assault or an assault with a dampener or, or whatever he exactly said, but one Ewar module would be able to either dodge or detect lazy scouts. I think, as he put it, basically scouts that aren't really running true Ewar. They're actually just doing like brick tank scouts with maxed out you know bonuses, which can get you some some decent dampening there. But I think just so you at least. Unless the scout is actually dedicated to making themselves invisible, you can pick up on the ones that don't have much investment. I think that's what he was getting at. I, I didn't read too much into it, so I, I need to check on that. That's what I was
3: reading.
1: It it could be helpful. You know, he doesn't have much to work with, unfortunately. <laughs>
3: Yeah, and I think you're still working within the paradigm that we have now, you know, I mean, I th- I almost think we're just better off scrapping some of the stuff that we have in place right now because I think it's it's creating too much confusion and unless they're going to put a lot of development into, you know, making EWAR more nuanced, I don't know how you're going to do it with, you know, just precision and dampening and range. Like it's I don't think there's going to be a perfect way to get that right. Um, because you're still going to have people that are just invisible at all times, and I just think that that's crazy, personally.
0: Yeah, I think the fall off concept is is really eloquent. I, that's like it makes so much sense in my head that I just I really love the idea that you're invisible until you get within a certain range, and then your profile is now, or rather, your your dampening is is less effective at close range because their precision is more uh, tight at close range. So you will show up. So in that regard, dampening is really just a matter of how close can I get before they see me. And I think that's a lot more reasonable than they will never see me, regardless of where I am or how close I am. I think that's the binary is as we've stated over and over is, is completely broken. So I unfortunately I think I agree with you that we probably won't actually get a fundamental change like that, which is unfortunate, because I think a fall off system really is ideal and I hope that, you know, in future development we can see something more like that. Yep. I think he was also looking at Uh, ways to kind of combat the the brick tank scout. I think one of which was uh, shield extenders raise profile, which is um, for the E players out there, they know that's shield mods typically will make your profile higher, which in Eve makes you easier to scan and also hit. Um, Another one that was kind of interesting, I I briefly glanced at it. He was saying that uh, just as an idea, this isn't by any means a plan, just a concept he was batting around that adding uh, armor plates would Impact your strafe more so than your forward momentum, so it would basically mean that it would reduce your your forward speed by a percentage, but your your strafing by a greater percentage to make it so sure you can brick tank, but you can't dodge bullets, you know, at close range because these armor plates are slowing you down. So that's that's something that's really interesting. Cause I know the the armor brick tank scout is a, a big complaint for a lot of players.
1: Uh I'm always as much as I'm on the pain train right now, I don't know that I like I usually don't like things that interfere with people's movement or ability to move their weapon or or mechanics uh, in FPS games. That's, just, that's actually apparently more opinionated than I realized, but when you look at a game like fuck, I hate COD, so um, <laughs> you, you look at uh, you look at like Destiny, right? <laughs> dun dun dun, the D word you look at something like destiny and the thing is like none of the guns are slower to aim i think am i right in saying that i haven't played enough to be 100 percent certain but in terms of like um
0: they are actually the are scope they? can the scope can modify how quickly you can scope in depending on what kind of scope it is and different perks can make the gun have a slower rotation while you're aiming now when you're not aiming i think movement is always the same but when you're actually looking down the site it can modify how quickly you can turn.
1: Interesting. Well then I guess that's my argument out the window.
0: Well, that, that's actually a mechanic that I rather like in destiny than I think it's something that could definitely be mirrored in dust to kind of help deal with some of the CQC uh, use of weapons that are more designed for long range is toning down their rotation speed while aiming down the site and and whatnot. But yeah, and I, I agree with you that I don't typically like mechanics that hinder movement in terms of at least rotation, like the old mechanic where heavies would rotate extremely slowly. It made even going around a corner like suicide because you had to slow down so much just to you know turn right. So I, I agree with that. I mean, aiming is a totally different topic. But I think in terms of strafing, um, typically you aren't strafing when you're moving around. You're usually rotating and, and moving forward because you're sprinting. Typically, you're actually moving. So I don't have so much an issue with that. I think he also said that this effect would – um, affect scouts more than like a medium or a heavy suit to to kind of tone down on the the bouncing around that scouts often do when they they're caught in a head-on engagement.
1: So with all the, the emphasis of this apparently being a little bit more personal than it is uh, displayed by at least other games, because I, I thought uh, maybe destiny would help me out on this, but apparently not. Even stuff like, one of the things I've loved in video games is, like, having a freedom of movement, right? Um, like, feeling like what I do is really responsive. Um, e- even though it's a different genre, I think of StarCraft Two, where, you know, the units have different uh, move speeds, right? But, like, the actual interface itself, it just, like, you know, you click shit, and it, it always responds it feels like you're doing everything in the right order, as long as you're pressing the right buttons. It, it's like, it's fun just to spam shit in StarCraft 2. In fact, I did a lot of that. I was very spammy, because it was a lot of fun. Now, okay, di- different genre. I kind of think of of other balancing things that have been thrown around, and things that have happened, like increasing charge-up time on the rail rifle. Like, you know, whether you think there's a problem here and there with something like the rail rifle, specifically, right? I don't like things like increasing charge time that much. I think the charge time was interesting because I think it was a good mechanic to prevent people from uh, tap firing, right? That made perfect sense. But when you start increasing that, again, it like hinders responsiveness and it, can, it there's there's zero argument to be made. It will always there will almost always be some sort of balance niche that can be fixed by one of these types of changes. But I always question whether it's a fun thing to play with. Like, it, once you start increasing the rail rifle charge time past a certain point, for instance, you know, you start getting frustrated because, like, you're literally looking at the guy before he sees you, and your gun isn't shooting. It's, it's frustrating. Like, m- I mean, more frustrating than other game mechanics that hinder or help you in a different environment. An interesting question, but I really don't like things that, that interfere directly with how your inputs. Feel, um, in terms of responsiveness,
0: I I can totally get that, but I think in in like the regard of like the, the charge time, I think that's designed to make it not as responsive, but in certain situations, opposed to you know all situations. Like you know, hip fire turn speed is all situations like that. That's not good because that affects how you actually move around. But in terms of the charge time, that directly, uh, you know, affects your ability to fight in, in close quarters because it's more difficult to, to you know, compete with somebody who can have instant damage opposed to your delayed damage. But I think from long range, maybe I'm 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 just not as, as you know picky about that sort of thing. But I think that you know it, it, it's a mechanic that's important because it may, when you have a game like Dust where. You have a ton of different weapons and you're trying to push each one into kind of a specific category of, you know, this is good in this situation, this is good in this situation. You need to have mechanics that are hindering to a degree in certain situations to prevent them from stepping on the toes of other weapons. So like in the terms of like rotation speed, I totally agree with you from the hip, you shouldn't be messing with that. But I mean, when you're aiming down the side, I kind of take a a note from Eve and that how they balance long range guns and Eve is that they turn very slowly. So things that are up close you have a real hard time hitting them because you can't rotate fast enough. And I think kind of taking that same concept and applying it to dust is actually a good thing. And I wish they'd kind of explore that more because I think that would help with a lot of the issues we're seeing with weapons being used outside the area they're supposed to be, like the rail rifle.
1: Right, and again, like the charge time in and of itself, I don't mind. I just think that using that, relying on it too much as a balancing, like the balancing lever is, yeah, is kind yeah, of I would iffy.
0: I agree. I think charge time is not necessarily the... The thing that should be looked at in terms of the rail rifle.
1: And that's just one specific thing. I use that because it's easy and I know it off the top of my head. But there are other things that are a little bit less controversial, perhaps, because, of course, the rail rifle is always a fun punching bag.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah, no, I, I definitely get what you're saying. I think it's it's just a matter of, like you said, you don't want to hinder people. I think input think the rail rifle needs buffs. The rail rifle needs yeah, no, they they're I think they're going about it the wrong way in terms of how to fix it. I think if you want a long range weapon, it needs to be stable as hell when you're aiming down the site and it needs to kick like a mule from the hip and be more or less useless from the, you know, hip fire. And then you can tweak, you know, how the site mechanics work, kinda like I was talking about with the tracking speed, to prevent it from being used in close quarters down the site. So you can basically force people to actually fight at range because they can't actually track things up close. While aiming, and they can't hit anything up close from the hip because it just kicks like crazy. But ramping up the the, the recoil to crazy levels is not going to make it a good long range weapon. It's just going to make it a bad weapon overall. And I, you know, I, I I do have my concerns about that. And sadly, Jason isn't here to scream and shout about it because the rail rifle is his baby, and he's been very frustrated with recent changes to it. So, but... oh yeah, it, it it it
2: got to the point that the first time I saw. Um, the last Rail Rifle nerf, my first comment was uh, "Ratati, Jason's going to hate you. <laughs> that was that was my comment because I knew it was coming and sure enough, it it came. Yeah, I
0: mean, I think that I mean, I love the work Ratati does, but I think in some cases he goes about fixing things in the wrong way, and I think the Rail Rifle is a good example of that. And I think that we're not looking at the right problems. I mean, kind of like you said, they want to increase the charge time. I don't think that's the proper fix for the issue at hand. I think it's it, it's other things, and they aren't quite hitting it. So I, I hope they can kind of reevaluate what they're doing and, and perhaps reverse some of these more extreme changes they've made recently, or at least attempted to make before the hotfix got blown away by the 1.9 update. But that's a, a whole different issue.
1: The, what are you saying? Were some of the changes reset?
0: I think all of them were. If I, wasn't really. mistaken.
1: I should have kept on that. I I heard that the armor repair went away, the intrinsic armor repair, which was very it was disappointing. That, that entire
2: fix was um, not carried through with the patch. Basically, you know, they had that the hot fix was was one branch of code, and that the yes. patch was another branch of code, and they didn't get merged properly before deployment, or something like that. You know.
0: No, I know they're kind of revisiting some of the changes they made in that hotfix. I know the, the rail rifle recoil was one of them that they're thinking about toning down a little bit because it was a rather extreme change. So, I mean, there's probably some additional work going into that hotfix. Yeah, but, there
2: were there were a couple extra things in general I think they were talking mm-hmm. about. Um, you know, it's, well, we, you know, if they're going to be doing it anyways, um, you know, might as well right. revisit lessons learned.
0: Do we have any sort of timeline on when we might see that re-implementation of that hotfix?
2: I do not know. Okay.
0: That'd be, that'd be kind of cool to know actually. Cause I mean, the, the native armor ramps are something that I was kind of looking forward to because I tend to avoid shield drop suits because right. of the lack of low slots. And I actually like to try them out and not be totally screwed on armor. So I, I'd like to get that as soon as possible. It's a shame that we lost it, but, uh,
2: you, you know, it it's being that it's like a, you know, a hot fix where, you know, the most of what was done has already been done. Um, Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if it just appears at some point. But um, yeah, um, I will see if we can uh, possibly find out vaguely when that's that's coming back, because um, obviously they want to get that back out.
0: Yeah, there, there was a lot of good stuff in there, and some stuff that they're working on to maybe make a little better. So that's that's good to hear. I really enjoyed the intrinsic armor reps because for exactly that reason. I mean, giving up
1: the one low slot to the basic armor. <laughs> inevitable basic armor wrapper just so that you don't feel like a uh, an idiot when you're like yeah wow i have 600 shields and one armor which is actually just so much less than everyone
2: (laughs) i actually didn't refit all my suits um after that patch which i guess is just as well since it disappeared um yeah you're lucky i mean every single one of my fits has a armor item on it i i usually use shields because all my suits that i've always had have been kaldari and um I, but i've always had unarmor modules that i can recover from from an engagement yeah yeah and i, I like, can now take them all off
1: it it was nice i've always sort of waited for the shield playstyle i think that the one thing i will say is that they've moved their balance and it's very close to being able to play shield and armor um in drop suits um pretty effectively dependent on what you like in your playstyle and i really like that because like I prefer a bouncier style. Uh, I prefer that kind of Caldari running around, hit and run sort of style. And you know, frankly, m- when I die, I usually <laughs> I usually die with my back to the enemy. Is actually the truth of it, because that's just how I play. I'm like I'm usually running away from someone if I think I'm gonna die. <laughs> so, um, when when it kind of went armor focused, it was a little bit of a, a drag on me because it's like, uh. I'm not actually that good at slugfests. <laughs> I I uh, I tend to pussy out to be quite frank with you like. So the the armor rep helps a lot. It frees up that slot and that slot is worth so much.
0: Well, especially when uh, shield regulators, which are really an extremely important part of of shield tanks, um are a low slot. And if you only have one low slot and it's taken up by an armor mod, it you're you're kind of throwing away a, a rather important part of your tanking style, which is not good. I mean, I, I normally like the idea of peer tanking, but I mean, the the truth of the matter is, is that every drop suit and dust to some extent hybrid tanks. Just because we don't have you know hardeners, we can't push our EHP for certain tanking type super high like a vehicle can. So I mean, at any given engagement, a, a shield or armor tank is is going to assume that it's going to be using you know probably both of its armor, both of its HP types at, at some point. So. To have no sort of armor reps built in for shield tanks is is really kind of problematic because their low slots are lacking, and since they need them for you know regulators and, and other things, uh, it's it's almost necessary that they have some sort of armor rep, even if it's very small, just to kind of compensate for for that lack of, of fitting capacity and, and the fact that they are hybrid tanks to an extent.
1: Absolutely, yeah. It's like you just can't you can't be without that whatever, like 200, 250 armor. It, like on a, for instance, a Kaldari medium, right? Like, if you're missing that, then usually if I get shot real good but still make it out, I usually take a bit of armor damage. Like, especially when you're talking about shit like a scrambler rifle, right? Like, inevitably, and you get hit down to armor or something.
0: Yeah, and I mean, when I approached the concept, I was my thought was, You know, either you need to give shields some sort of small armor rep for when they do dip into their armor, because they're going to do so quite often, or the fact that armor tanks' shield recharge rate is way too high compared to, you know, like a a shield tank. I think like a Galente gets like a 20 HP a second, and then Kaldari gets 30. And I mean, if, if you're an armor tank, you should not be getting your shields back very quickly. I mean, the, your, your primary HP should be in the armor, but they do get them back quickly, so either drop the shield recharge on armor drop suits or give you know shield suits some armor wrap, and they, they obviously went with the latter, and I, I think as not to upset the balance of, of time to kill too much, I think it's probably the best choice. I'd, I didn't really want to dive into messing with armor uh, shield recharge rate. I think that would just cause a, a whole mess of issues, because I mean, that is a, a good chunk of HP, even for Even like a Marsuits, which have pretty low shields, they still have a a fairly high percentage of shields versus their total HP. So I think the the route they went with that was the best. And I'm glad they did it because it's been an issue that I've had for a long time. And, you know, we we finally got it addressed. So I'm glad to see that.
1: Yeah, it's it's just not much, right? It doesn't take much. I get like 2.5 HP per second. It's like, it's nothing, right? You'd still have to camp in a corner forever to get it all back. But you can run away, your shields come back. Pretty fast. Uh, and you can be... You can say, okay, I'm not going to be in combat for a while. Um, and continue maneuvering.
0: And it eventually comes back to a, a reasonable point. Well, especially with how much armor reps you can get on, a, on an actual suit now. I mean, Galente suits typically run like 30 armor a second. So if you give a shield tank 1, 2, even 3 HP a second, that's so inconsequential compared to, you know, what an armor tank would normally have. I mean, I think with the final iteration of the hotfix, I don't think any shield tank got more reps than the militia armor repair. So it, it's really not that much, and I, I don't think it it really affects it that much. It, it's it's not enough to, you know, actually run like an armor tank off of on a shield suit. It's enough for maintenance and and kind of topping you off when you happen to dip into armor a little bit. So I, I think it's going to be really good in terms of, you know, making the shield tanking play style more viable and, and freeing up that low slot for something a little more useful than you know, one reactive plate just so we can, you know, have that one HP armor because you know, we need it that badly. So was there anything else you guys wanted to go over? We're kinda getting late here. Any other topics you want to hit on before we uh do shout outs
3: I don't have anything.
1: Okay. Well You got my hopes up. I didn't take a <laughs> breath. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> it's coming.
0: that that, that was the Read the dev blog tomorrow that we don't know anything about officially. So, <laughs> for those of you who don't know, there's a dev blog coming out tomorrow. Uh, there was a post in the forums where someone asked Rattati what the visual customization tab was in the marketplace, and he said all will be revealed on Monday. So, hopefully, we'll be getting something on Monday. Zal refuses to comment because NDA things, but uh, keep your eyes out murdered. and watch the website. What?
2: I don't want to get like murdered by, you know, ccps enforcers of of the nda yeah, you so, see little
0: red red dots in your forehead right now from the, the snipers
2: that sort of thing yeah okay well yeah
0: but yeah check out the the dev blog tomorrow i have no idea what it's about just that it maybe potentially has something to do with visual customizations and in what that fun stuff is on the, the marketplace so looking forward to that um with that said you know uh thanks for thanks for uh joining us tonight. We had a, a pretty uh, small crew, but it was thanks for Lether and Sir Manboy for showing up. So
2: Did, did we shout-out? Yeah,
0: yeah. So we'll go to shout-outs now. We'll start at the top of the list uh, with Lether.
1: Uh crap. I do not have anything off the top of my head, so I will throw a big shout-out to my corp, Mullen
0: Lob. Thanks guys. I always get to play with. Alright. Uh, yeah, Zell? Or, uh, Sir Manboy, I'm sorry.
3: Oh yeah. No sweat. Um, I'm going to f- follow up with the same thing that Leather said, a uh, big shout out to all the people over at Molon, uh, especially my officer core, including Lether. <laughs> uh, but, uh, shout outs to Hawk and Pete and why are you fucked? And Thor Odinson 42 and Mobius and all you guys, if I'm missing anybody and I'm sure I am, um, you know, it's always great to play with you and, uh, we've got a good thing going. So let's, uh, Keep it going. And uh, shout-out to Jay. Get your ass back on the show, dude. Um, But, uh, yeah, that's it. He does a much better job than I do, so we would like to get him back as soon as possible once
0: he finishes his business. Uh, Zell?
2: Uh, I'm going to give my shout-out to Kane Sparrow for ditching us for, like, the 18th time. (laughs) We'll get him eventually. (laughs) Kane?
0: I'll give my shout-out to uh, Draxus Prime for uh, putting together that pretty cool and very interesting interview with CCP Rattati and CCP Rouge. It's uh, it's good to see some communication, even if the Rouge side was a little uh, ambiguous and, and lacking. But uh, it was good to actually see them interacting with the players on some level and, and getting that out there for people to see. So uh, many props to you, dude. You know, thanks for doing that for us. Uh, good to see that the uh, community and the the, the community run press is is actually actively pursuing stuff like that because. We are uh, attention starved, particularly for Legion. Even uh, though we're getting some good stuff done in Dust, it would be good to see what's going on with the future of uh, the franchise. So with that, guys, thanks for for joining us tonight. Uh, We had some good discussion, and uh, we will see you next week. So this is the Biomass Crew signing off.